It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, Australia's JAB plans. The invitation goes out to make super vaccines on shore. Six new clotting cases linked to AstraZeneca, but the states push on with extra clinics. And details of deceit, Princess Diana baited into that bombshell interview. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Australia could be one step closer to producing another vaccine on shore, similar to the Pfizer and Moderna jabs. Let's go live to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. We're expecting a big announcement today. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, the government's been under mounting pressure to ensure that Australia can produce an mRNA vaccine here locally. At the moment, we only have the technology and the facilities to produce the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is different technology. It's a viral vector-based vaccine. But we've seen growing demand for these mRNA vaccines like Pfizer, like Moderna, which we've had to order doses from overseas. And the rollout, the argument is, would be much faster if we could make this onshore. Experts say it's also the type of vaccine that's the easiest to adapt to new strains of the virus in the future. Today, the government's asking drug manufacturers to submit their plans to start making mRNA, mRNA vaccines here in Australia and you do wonder why the government hasn't done this earlier, perhaps even at the start of the pandemic. It will take another eight weeks for those proposals to come in. They'll have to outline what support they need from the government and how they'd be able to sustain their manufacturing facilities for at least a decade. The technology, not only good for the COVID virus, but also can lead to breakthroughs in cancer, flu and heart treatments for Australians. So the government's finally getting the ball rolling on this and then it will take a further few months to set up the production facilities, Hopefully we can start producing vaccines like Pfizer or perhaps Moderna once it's approved by the TGA later this year. Jody, Sounds promising. OK, thanks, Olivia. Australia has reported six new cases of blood clots linked to the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. They include 18-year-old Queensland nurse Ellie Peacock, who reported adverse reactions three weeks after being immunised, while a 53-year-old Adelaide man remains in intensive care. The TGA says about 2.1 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine have been administered, resulting in 24 confirmed blood clotting cases. The Pfizer rollout in New South Wales has been given a major boost with 25 new vaccination clinics to open for 40 to 49-year-olds. It comes as the state reached a new milestone, more than 1 million people now vaccinated against COVID. Twenty-three thousand people have registered to get the Pfizer shot. 
The BBC has conceded journalist Martin Bashir deceived Princess Diana to land an exclusive interview in 1995. The explosive chat in which the princess made claims there were three in her marriage has come under scrutiny. An inquiry found Bashir mocked up fake bank statements to gain access to Diana. This is a young girl in her mid-30s who has lived this extraordinarily turbulent and difficult time in the public eye. She didn't know who to trust. Friends and family of the late princess claim if it wasn't for the famous interview, she would still be alive today. The BBC has apologised, sending letters to Prince Charles and Prince William. The latest jobless figures have come in better than expected despite the demise of JobKeeper. The unemployment rate fell to 5.5%, with jobs down by 30,000, but job seekers down 33,000. Even though three quarters of a million people are still out of work, industries such as hospitality are facing bankruptcy because they can't find the staff. We need to be bringing back skilled migrants who are vaccinated to Australia as soon as possible. Figures obtained by Seven News under Freedom of Information show in the six months to February, just over 6,000 border exemptions for skilled workers were approved and a similar number were declined. A woman has been arrested after a baby boy died at a home in Sydney's southwest. Emergency services were called to the Oran Park house yesterday afternoon to reports of a concern for welfare and found the six-month-old boy unconscious. The baby was taken to hospital but couldn't be revived. Notorious conman Peter Foster is on the run after Queensland authorities issued a warrant for his arrest. The 58-year-old was arrested in dramatic fashion on a far north Queensland beach last year. He was due in a Sydney court yesterday, but he failed to show up. I'm equally as disappointed with all the work that we did to put him there, uh, and now that's all down the drain. Sixteen charges against Foster were yesterday dropped, so he can face court in Queensland. A 69-year-old woman who killed her elderly mother has avoided jail, instead serving a two-year community corrections order. Barbara Eckersley admitted to feeding her mother, acclaimed scientist Dr Mary White, a lethal dose of sedatives at a New South Wales nursing home in 2018. The judge found she acted out of love and desperation. Teenage hoons on BMX bikes are causing chaos in Melbourne, posting their escapades on social media. Videos show them riding along tram tracks, down escalators and through packed pedestrian areas. Let's put the GoPro on the helmet. We're about to go off, make it a crazy night. One rider purposely got arrested because his followers told him to. Controversial sacked rugby player Israel Folau is trying to return to the field, lodging a formal application with Queensland Rugby League. He's backed by billionaire businessman Clive Palmer, who played for semi-professional team the Southport Tigers in the 1970s. Folau is expected to make a formal announcement with Palmer later this morning. Thousands of Victorian businesses will be slugged with a new tax to raise billions of dollars to fix the crippled mental health sector. The latest state budget revealing debt will soar to $156 billion by 2025. It had a million dollars a day it was spending on hotel quarantine with not a single person in it. The bungled hotel quarantine program cost taxpayers nearly $500 million. 
A prominent New South Wales mayor who tried to take his own life has spoken out. Dubbo Mayor Ben Shields told the Daily Telegraph bitter infighting within council ultimately led to his suicide attempt. The 40-year-old was urged to stand down by fellow councillors in March over bullying and harassment allegations, which he has refuted. Qantas has unveiled another mammoth loss, more job losses and a wage freeze as it continues to feel the full force of COVID's devastating impact. The airline says no other company in Australia has suffered more from the pandemic, but it's a different story for rival Virgin. Counting the cost, 14 months after COVID hit our shores and skies. The pandemic will have cost us at least $16 billion since the start of 2020. Qantas is now forecasting a loss of at least $2 billion this financial year. That's on top of last year's $2.7 billion nosedive. I think it's safe to say there's no other company in Australia that's had a bigger impact from COVID. The airline is offering a new round of voluntary redundancies to its international workers and expecting several hundred to accept. For remaining staff, a two-year wage freeze. Qantas also revealed its financial hit from lockdowns. A punishing $400 million for the Christmas closure on Sydney's northern beaches, $29 million for Brisbane's March closure and $15 million for Perth's April lockdown. But in Brisbane, clearer skies at last. Today is a great news story at Virgin Australia. The airline announcing hundreds of new jobs for pilots, ground handling and technical staff. Those 250 people are coming to join the team to help us stage another 700 weekly services across Australia. And five new flight routes. Sydney to Darwin, Sydney and Melbourne to Townsville and Adelaide and Perth to Cairns. Qantas fired back, saying it's recently added 38 new flights and is pleased with its 70% market share. But while standing by his plans for international flights to resume in December, Mr Joyce acknowledged significant uncertainty remains. Gemma Acton, 7 News. Real estate website Domain has been hit by a major cyber attack. It says scammers have contacted customers, convincing them to hand over deposits to secure rental properties. Domain apologised, saying only a small number of people have been conned. Parent company Nine Entertainment was also hacked two months ago. A driver is being praised for saving a child in a runaway trolley in a shopping centre car park north of Brisbane. We're told the little boy's parents were packing groceries into the car when the trolley began to roll away. This man managed to stop just in time before jumping out and rescuing the toddler. The boy wasn't injured, although he was shaken up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. More than 100 of the world's most valuable paintings have arrived in Australia under tight security. They'll be on display in Melbourne after years of planning to have them on loan from an American gallery. 
With gloved care, a priceless Monet is gently positioned with precision on show in Australia for the first time. This is a truly spectacular exhibition. A massive collection of French Impressionism masterpieces has been taken from the walls of the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. We can't yet travel to Paris or Boston, but they're both coming here to us in Melbourne. And there'll be people arriving in Boston wanting to see these paintings, and they're in Melbourne. At the National Gallery from June 4, it celebrates the style started in the 1860s by a breakaway group of four French friends who set a new trend, painting outside with colour and light. Impressionist paintings look beautiful in reproduction, but in the flesh they have this lovely, luscious, three-dimensional paint surface. These paintings literally leap out and ravish your eyeballs. The 115 works were flown into Melbourne across multiple flights under tight security last week. Four couriers from the museum in Boston chaperoned them, but with a COVID twist. Those couriers uh, were in quarantine for two weeks on arrival in Australia and the paintings in quarantine with them. Paul Dowsley, 7 News. After 11 days of fighting, a ceasefire in the deadly Israeli-Palestinian conflict could be imminent, possibly in the coming hours. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning, Ash. World leaders, including Joe Biden, have dialled up the pressure to end this fighting. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, it is the intensity of this fighting that we've seen that has captured the world's attention. And while there's no confirmation, there are multiple reports that uh, both sides have agreed to a ceasefire that was me after uh, Egypt uh, stepped in to help mediate. Now, more rockets have been fired at Israel. Uh, in the past 11 days than the entire seven-week war in 2014. Hamas has launched uh, over 4,000 rockets. Israel's carried out over 2,000 airstrikes. We understand Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, uh, is locked in talks with his security cabinet today. Uh, and we could get news on that ceasefire in coming hours. Jody. Sounds promising. OK, thanks, Ash. The young victim of a disturbing kidnapping attempt in the US has spoken about the terrifying ordeal. Police have charged the man they say was trying to snatch the 11-year-old girl while she waited for her school bus. The man um, got out of his vehicle, holding a knife, came towards me and um, I tried to run but he caught me. Alyssa fought back and managed to escape before the attacker fled the scene. Protesters have spilled onto the streets of Colombia for the fourth week, demanding government action on poverty and police violence. About 8,000 people attended protests in the capital in recent days. Demonstrations broke out after tax reforms were announced. For those wondering what it would have been like to be a passenger on board the Titanic, a theme park in China is offering the closest experience you can get. A full-sized replica is under construction with all the bells and whistles. The $200 million ship will include banquet halls, theatres, observation decks and a swimming pool. Guests are expected to fork out hundreds to spend the night on board. In sport, NRL referees are keeping right on top of head-high hits as the league's crackdown continues. The Cowboys were reduced to 11 men in the first half against the Knights last night after captain Jason Tamalolo and Lachlan Burr were sin-binned for high tackles. Newcastle were able to overcome an early 16-0 deficit to take the lead early in the second, but North Queensland stormed home, crossing for the final four tries to win 36-20. 
The AFL has returned to the traditional naming of teams on Thursday night and there are some big changes for this weekend. After only three games, Melbourne have dropped recruit Ben Brown for their clash with Adelaide as Luke Jackson returns. West Coast will be without Jeremy McGovern for their game against GWS due to a knee injury. Collingwood Vice-Captain Taylor Adams will make an early return from a knee injury against Port Adelaide on Sunday. Tonight, Brisbane host Richmond live and free on Seven. Fifteen months after last playing in front of their home fans, the New Zealand Breakers celebrated their homecoming in style against the Sydney Kings last night. The Kiwis put on a top-class shooting display from beyond the arc, hitting 14 three-pointers in the 89-81 win. The Breakers are eighth, while the Kings sit in fifth. Rugby Australia are confident of bringing the World Cup down under in 2027, officially launching their bid in Sydney. Legend Phil Kern says hosting the showpiece would provide a massive boost to a code that's struggling in this country. Desperation is, is probably a little stronger word, um, but it would give a, a massive impetus for us. Kearns admits Rugby Australia failed to capitalise on hosting the 2003 World Cup. The winner will be announced in May next year. Richie Port will spearhead our road cycling team for the Tokyo Olympics. The Tour de France podium finisher wants to atone after crashing out of the Rio Games four years ago. 21 other riders got their boarding passes in Adelaide after an agonising 14-month delay. Former NRL player Tristan Saylor will stand trial in the district court on sexual assault charges. The son of Wendell Saylor had been drinking with a woman at a Bondi hotel before going to her Walleye Creek home last October. It's alleged the 22-year-old gave her a sedative before attacking her. He'll face two counts of aggravated sexual assault in court next month. The world's largest collection of privately owned Banksy art has gone on display in London. The art of Banksy has toured other parts of the world and was planned to hit the UK in March last year but was put on hold due to the pandemic. Over 90 of the street artists' works are being shown in a massive underground space. The exhibit has been put together via loans from people's personal collections. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a high is causing wind to ease and showers to clear in Tasmania. Moist southeasterly winds are bringing showers to eastern Queensland and the northeastern top end. Warm, dry easterly winds are affecting WA and a high is keeping the rest of Australia dry, leading to a chilly night in the southeast. Around the capitals now, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for 23 degrees today. A shower or two in Sydney, a top of 20. Sunny in Canberra, heading for 17 degrees. 18 in Melbourne with some morning fog. Sunny and 17 in Hobart. 23 the top in Adelaide, sunny. Perth, 24 and sunny. And 23, 33 rather, and mostly sunny in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday, the 21st of May, 2021.